Hello and welcome to this week's Fine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Tash. I'm Becky. And I'm Emma. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, I did that thing again when I didn't enunciate my name and it just came came out as Memo. I've never noticed you do that. Oh, I do it sometimes. Oh. It's a, yeah, what can I say? It's hard to pronounce. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's it, no, there's a lot of M's in I Memo. I mean, three. Yeah, exactly. It just comes out as ma 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 ma. Yeah. <laughs> ma 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 ma. Me, 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 Beautiful. Anyway, welcome back to episode five, season two. Whoop, whoop. And have we got an episode for you? Yes, we have. You've got all three of us for, for once, which is pretty incredible. I mean, we're doing well, girls. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Just before we get into what we're going to talk about, are you girls okay? I'm very hot. I mean, boiling hot. My, I mean, my boobs are sweating and that, oh, I don't have big boobs and that doesn't happen very often. So that's depressing. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the backs, the backs of my knees were sweating. That's earlier. weird, that's isn't how it? Sweaty like, it is that even a I was thing? Like, Why is that sweating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for girls, it's, the the neck because obviously the hair yeah um back of the knees I mean that's probably blokes as well but the under boob yeah god that's just not nice no it's unfair no yeah turn the fan on and lift them up lift them up a bit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah absolutely fine listen we could spend all day moaning about the weather because we are British that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, it's in us. It's, you know, it's, we're just programmed to do it. We can't help it's ourselves. In our DNA. Number one conversation, yeah. mate. Weather. Absol- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, last week, Bex, when you were telling that story about the deep fried cat. Oh. Yes. At the time when you were telling it, it reminded me of another story. And then when you'd finished telling it, I completely forgot to tell you the story. So do you want to hear <laughs> my, my gross story? Why yes. are there so many gross stories? I mean, it's not as bad as Becky's. It's not as bad as Becky's. But this is something that I saw with my own eyes. So when I was at school, like secondary school, or in France it's college, so what, like 14, 15, something like that? Yeah. 14? Yeah. We went on a school trip to the mountains and... Classe de Neige? <laughs> yes, we went to Classe de Neige. Uh, which is snow class for those people who don't speak French. and uh, middle class. <laughs> but it wasn't all skiing. We had other educational visits, like a visit to a cheese-making place. <laughs> that sounds bloody brilliant. <laughs> I love those sort of places to take you when you're in school. There's a mushroom fac- a mushroom growing factory near where my husband used to live, and they all all of the school children in like a fifty kilometer radius had to go and visit. I that actually think that factory. sounds really interesting. What the mushroom factory or the cheese factory? Oh. To be honest, I'd rather go to the Cadbury's factory. I went yeah. there. I've been there. Bloody marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, tell me more about this cheese factory, please. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't, I'm saying cheese factory, it wasn't, it was like a family-run business, yeah? So it wasn't like this huge factory, it was quite a small building. Yeah. So the first thing that hits you when you walk into this place is the smell 
of off milk. Yeah. Oh, not nice. Yeah. It it tastes it tastes. Yeah, it almost tastes, doesn't it? I've been to a cheese factory before. It and the air smells like dusty cheese. Oh. It, it, this was not pleasant. And <sighs> there was one guy doing the um, explanation of how the cheese is made and blah blah blah. Um it was a stinky cheese, you know, it was one of those really stinky Oh, you're in the mountains, right? There'll be that really squishy... Yeah, exactly. ...runny... Yeah. ...smelly. It was one of them. And so there's one guy explaining the process while another guy is stirring this huge vat full of curdled milk, basically. So we're all, like, going... It's a very strange place to take kids, to be fair. And it was hot. It was really hot in there. Um, I don't know why it was so hot, but... Because it was probably because it was a small room full of smelly teenagers, <laughs> probably wouldn't probably wouldn't have helped. But the guy that was stirring the cheese was hot, and he was sweating. What do you mean, like a lot. sexy, oh. or he was hot because it was hot? No, he was hot because it was hot. Oh, hot in temperature <laughs> rather than in looks. He was not hot. He. Was- <laughs> 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 he- do you think his underboobs were having a bit of a sweat? Do you have? I- did he have his fan on? <laughs> There was no fan. God, why wasn't there a fan? There should have been a fan. There was no fan. So this guy that's stirring the cheese is very hot and he's sweating profusely. Into, oh off oh his, my God, into the cheese. And the drips of sweat are going straight into oh, that cheese. That's what makes it. His blood and sweat goes into that. <laughs> yeah. L- literally. And you're not leaving before you leave every last mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda. This cheese is sold in supermarkets and yeah, there you go. Did one you of the ever main buy ingredients. it ever again? No, of course not. The mm. main ingredient of this, well, one of the main ingredients after the curdled milk, horrible stenchy stuff is this guy's sweat. Salty sweat. <laughs> cheese. Yeah. What, what cheese is it so we never buy it? Honest God, can't remember. It wasn't any of the big ones. It wasn't like camembert or brie or anything like that. But yeah. uh, woo, yeah, pretty gross. Nice. I actually think one of my classmates passed out at, when I think about it. I think somebody actually fainted from the grossness of it all. Because oh, it was gross. Because it was hot. Well, because it was gross and hot. It was oh. hot and smelly. Oh, it's smelly. making me feel really sick. Actually. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that 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 was his problem. He passed out from that so there you go that's my little fun story nice sweat cheese so you know when you open some cheese and you're like oh this smells sweaty Ooh. oh there you oh, sweaty <laughs> cheese oh <laughs> there you go sweat cheese <laughs> so yeah yeah for anybody joining us we are a paranormal and true crime but we also talk about cheese <laughs> oh, yeah. but yeah no your cat story last week just reminded me of that so uh. Even though we promised last week that we were going to do normal format this week, we haven't. We haven't kept our promise. We lied, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're not going to hate us for it because we've got something awesome in store for you. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh
I met Angie when she co-hosted a radio show called Haunted Cornwall. And you could kind of listen along to the radio show and there was a little chat room for all the listeners to be able to like participate in the in the show. And uh, I really enjoyed it, but also terrified me because there was some really spooky shit on there. So I used to like hide behind my sofa <laughs> listening, also chatting occasionally going, oh, I'm scared, that kind of thing. But um, I added Angie on Facebook, oh, many years ago after after listening to this radio show. And we've, we've kept in touch ever since. She's just a really, really nice lady. We've never actually spoken, like, in real life, uh, apart from just now for the interview. Which but, is uh, madness no. that you've never spoken up till now. Well, yeah. that, we just like comment on each other's stuff, and yeah. you know, we've sent the occasional PM and stuff. And I'm, I'm quite well. I say quite good friends with her son. I also speak to, well, spoke. I haven't spoken to him for ages, but I used to speak to her son quite a lot. Uh, but again, not like. Oh, actually, no. I think we did actually FaceTime. I tell a lie. So he has heard my voice, but I'd never spoken to Angie. Turns out she's as nice as I thought she was. I think you can agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's lovely lovely lady and like a fountain of paranormal spooky information which is absolutely what we love um it was actually angie i don't know if you guys remember and if you haven't listened to this episode you need to go right back and listen to it right this minute episode six from season one when we talked about the long red-haired girl uh that really frightened tash that was actually angie who sent that story in yeah, because there are spoilers. We do talk about it, don't we? So, yeah, we um, do. Spoilers, you need to go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to back it. Back to when I Absolutely. would get frightened and wouldn't just laugh at the demons. Oh, you were... <laughs> that was t- you were not. Yeah, you were not laughing. But you, I was you, terrified, but then... Like, go back and listen. Yeah, because it was, it was a roller coaster for me listening to that. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So yeah, so we are going to play the interview for you guys and we really hope you enjoy it. Hi Angie and welcome to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I am good, but overheated. Thank you very much. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> it's so ridiculously hot. I know. What is going on? <laughs> uh, I think it's climate change. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's so kind of you to find the time to join us and let us pick your brain, Angie. That's all right, my dear. I've been very excited to talk about some spooky stuff. We could probably talk for like hours, really, but you'd need like a bottle of wine or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that could be arranged. Hey, maybe yeah. we can, we'll get you back another time and we'll all just get smashed beforehand. We can do a plonk cast. <laughs> a plonk <Yeah>. cast. <laughs> a plonk cast. Brilliant. <laughs> could you tell us a bit about, well, about yourself, really, and um, how what you do works? Oh, it's uh, the thing is, it's such a massive story. I mean, basically, I uh, started off, I'd always been mediumistic. I come from a family of witches and mediums. And um, 
to me, it was just normal. You know, my grannies were really, really brilliant mediums. Um, I've been able to do readings since I was 14. Wow. Never thought anything of it. Yeah. But then 1st of February 2000, I had, well, on the run up to that, I had a lot of weird dreams, weird visions, lots of things in my head. Um, and I half of me was thinking, you know, what is the matter with me? And then from the 1st of February onwards, I started getting voices and oh god and I woke up um in the middle of the night well basically before that I kept getting the dream of someone that drowned and that I needed to go to the river and put flowers in for them but I didn't know anyone that had drowned and so it seemed stupid um and then I kept getting the date of February the 1st in my head nothing happened on February the 1st so I'm thinking oh what a load of rubbish and then at about 10 to 12 after I'd gone to bed I kind of felt the energy changing in the room and I thought you know what the hell is that and it was stronger and different to anything I felt before with my mediumship kind of propped myself up on my elbow and at the end of my bed there was this young guy with black hair in a leather jacket watching me oh and, um, Oh, my God. Lucky, lucky, eh? Anyway, I kind of looked at him. and He was so there. And in my head, I thought, there's a guy at the end of my bed. And then I thought, yeah, well, of course there is sort of thing. And like at the time I was working as a karate instructor. So, you know, I'm by no means a wimp. But I was so scared. I shot under the blankets and hid. Oh, bless you. Blankets will always save you. Yeah, well, yes. they do. Yeah, because of course ghosts can walk through a wall. So, a but not blankets. Is definitely gonna. Yeah, blankets have got a force field. It's not yeah. gonna happen. There are no goes out. Everyone knows it. <laughs> it is, of course. But the, after that, I mean, it just went completely nuts. I mean, oh, I was getting visions. I was getting dreams. I could hear this guy as clearly as I can hear you. Um, Half of me thought it was absolutely amazing and the other half of me thought I was completely mad. And because like, even though I was mediumistic, I'd never had a connection like this before. And um, it was really over the top. So to prove to me that he was real, he would tell me geographical and historical facts that I knew nothing about. And then if I Googled them, they was always right. And the other thing he would do was randomly tell me the time on and off all the time. And it was always right. And he would say, if I know stuff that you didn't know, I have to be someone other than you, don't I? And that's kind of how he won me over. Oh, I actually think that's a really fun way of winning someone over. Yeah, like a non-scary way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but he, he is, you know, to work with then and now, he is really funny and so clever. I mean, one of the things that makes me confident working with him is the fact that he is really sort of accurate with everything he does. So I kind of feel that it's all right because, you know, in 20 something years, he's never let me down with anything. So but that's how we got started. And um I did a, a demo, a trance demo at a, a little event that we put on. And from that, people started, you know, connecting to me and saying, would I go work here? Would I go work there? And it just went all over the place. Wow. To the degree that it's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, I mean, worked in so many other countries and been featured in four, well, five different international magazines. So, you know, and I, I, I know. That's amazing. And get, and get you on our podcast. But it's proper yeah. nuts, though, because <laughs> to me, I'm just me, you know, and, and people say, which is such a compliment, that the thing about my mediumship is I'm really down to earth. But, like, you know, irrespective of what we've done, I'm just me sort of thing. I was just going to say, I've always got that impression of you that you're just, like, really down to earth, like, easy to talk 
God, I didn't know you were that famous, Angie. Making me no, nervous. I, uh, oh, so I should. <laughs> yeah, no, worked in loads of places. I think the magazines, there was Norway's Medium and Spirit, and then Australia's Universal Mind, and then Prediction and Kindred Spirit in the UK. And then there was another one that I can't remember the name of at the moment. But yeah, done quite a lot, really. Gosh, that's really cool. Yeah, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Oh, don't, because that's like just embarrassing, isn't it? No, it's, just, it's, just, it's just fun to come out and share and play, isn't it? And I know you're mad about this stuff. So, Oh, we're all bonkers here, all three of yeah. us. So you'll fit right in. <laughs> um, you've actually answered one of my questions. I was going to ask you if, um, if somebody else in your family was a, a medium or psychic oh. or... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my my mum and my auntie were both witches. Oh, I have to tell you this story because it's really funny. I hope it doesn't take up too much time. No, it's fine. Um, We've got all the time in the world. We're in no rush. Oh, that's okay. But um, yeah, my mum and my auntie were, right from tiny, were witches. And my gran used to run a circle and my great-gran was a medium. So it was all in the family. Anyway, my gran, my granddad decided to go off and have an affair. And granny was absolutely mortified, you know, really mortified. And my mum said as little girls, her and her sister, remember watching granny, you know, their mum crying her eyes out and looking all lonely. And they were really so upset and really angry at their dad. Anyway, one day he visited, you know, like men do, he visited and he went to see granny. He came in and he said to granny, um, telling her all about his girlfriend and this and that, and would sort of spill his beans to her all about their relationship. And she'd sit there like a saint and listen. And mum and Sandy got sort of madder and madder. And then one day they thought, right, that's enough. So when granddad went off, they went into the garden. I think mum was about eight and Sandy was about five. They went into the garden, they made a little bonfire and they got some herbs and bits, just like intuitively themselves. And they danced round and round the fire singing. Now, my granddad's girlfriend was called Irene Welch. They're all dead now, so this doesn't matter. But she was called Irene Welch. So my mum and Sandy, her sister, were dancing round and round the bonfire and they were chanting, Irene Welch, Irene Welch, your bum will squelch, your bum will squelch. <laughs> I mean... So, no, they they really did. So anyway, a few days went by and then granddad turned up again like he did. And he said to my granny, oh, I don't know. I'm so sick. We worry. Irene's so ill. He said she's got some kind of stomach virus. They've had to take her into hospital. She's so dehydrated. They can't stop her. Her bowels exploding. Oh, and no. I thought, really? And, and San, Sandy and my mum were listening, thinking, yes. And uh, they were chuffed a bit. So... Granny kind of patched him up and sent him off. And uh, and um, after that, she overheard my mum and my auntie in the hall sounding really excited. So she went outside and said, you know, what are you talking about? And of course, they told her about the hex they put on this woman. And Granny was like really annoyed, you know, such a bloody saint, really annoyed and made them go out and do everything backwards to undo the spell. But sort of so from tiny girls, my mum and my auntie were really effective witches. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. My mum's now passed over, but my auntie is still a, such a powerful witch. It's really quite spooky. But yeah, that was uh, a good story, that one. I love it. <laughs> Unless you were the lady who got the uh, exploding bowels. Yeah, the lady wow. with the exploding bowels who pinched my granddad, you know. Half oh, <laughs> so, so said it, if that's all she yeah, got. Exactly. It's, well, exactly. And, it, you know, they undid the spell and she got better. So no harm done, really. No, I'm a bit of karma doesn't hurt anybody, does exactly. it? Exactly. 
And the thing, the thing is, with like stomach upsets, is at least you lose a few inches around the middle. So you know, she probably looked better after. Yeah, <laughs> did her a, yeah. a little favour in the long run. <laughs> exactly. Speaking about karma, I had something really funny happen to me the other day, and it was instant karma. So oh god. We were at the bins. And yeah. in, in, I don't know how it is in England, but in France, you have to take all your own rubbish and like do your own recycling, etc. And we had a boot full because we do it once a week. And this um, guy comes up in his van and he can obviously see, you know, we've got a boot full. So there's bin mm. etiquette, like you wait your turn, right? Yeah. But when I went to go and get another bag out of the boot, he stole my bin oh. and I was like outraged at the, the rudeness. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of... <laughs> muttered under my breath to Ben god that man's so rude so then I'm now in the baking sun waiting for him to do all his yeah. recycling and uh yeah I was really annoyed and then as he drove away he drove straight into the bins and smashed all the back of his car up oh well, there <laughs> we go <laughs> oh, you felt so good after yeah. didn't you <laughs> I was like there you go bit of karma bit of karma <laughs> Which witchery is really weird because, like, you know, I, I've gone up and assisted my auntie and I really can't, nothing like that really works for me. But her, she's got, she's an absolute minx. I mean, she's 70-something. She's a total minx. And because she's got this kind of edge, when she does magic, it's really effective. And it's funny that some people can just throw it out there and it goes boom, you know, and other people, you know, they can do whatever they want. It doesn't work. It's interesting, isn't it? Do you, do you reckon I, do you reckon I kind of hexed him with my anger, Angie? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Because like, it's, it is, it's like, a, it's um thought. And when you kind of throw it out there, it is a living energy, isn't it? You know, and, uh, and sometimes you just put the put your thought out there or you voice something and it's like the universe hears it and just acts on it immediately. So it's it's very interesting, all that. I feel a I bit a, a bit subject. bad now. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. It's like manifestation, isn't it? Exactly like that, yes. Yeah. No, you should just feel empowered by that, not mad. Yeah. You know. Yep, don't steal my bin place, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you'll feel twice next time, buddy. <laughs> Um, so can you explain to our listeners exactly what is a trance medium? How does it work? Right. Okay. So um, some people have seen it and some people haven't. Um, normal mediumship, uh, people have the ability to hear or see spirit, you know, as uh, quite often telepathically. But that's how normal mediumship works with um, trance mediumship or some people call it channeling, but really it's more than that. Um, you can go into because I've seen to Zen Buddhism and um, through the martial arts and stuff. I learned to meditate really deeply. So if you can kind of meditate, you kind of get your head into a space where you're completely detached from yourself, and then your your invisible friend can literally walk straight into the back of you and use you like a well as if you're them for a while the, the best way I, when I explain it to people everyone has seen the film Ghost haven't they yeah and, yeah. Um, yeah. the, the yeah. bit where Whoopi Goldberg actually becomes a medium and she's doing her bit round the table with all the people sitting and the fat male spirit decides that he's had enough time waiting and he jumps into her body doesn't he and starts speaking through her that's the best way to describe what I do wow you literally yeah you, you move your own mind out the way and you just let 
your invisible friend or whoever. I mean, I just work with one, but some people work with lots of different. And I just think that's dangerous. So, yeah, you just get your head out the way and then they can step in and they can use your voice and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. So can he do that without your permission or is it very much a like cooperation thing? Well, in the early days when he was a bit excitable, <laughs> he sometimes used to take me over randomly in, in all sorts of situations. I mean, to be fair to him, it was never a situation that was dangerous or, you know, really inappropriate. But if I was sort of talking to a friend and he'd be chatting in my ear and wanting to join in, and then sometimes he'd just come in really close and kind of bump me outside myself and just start talking to my mate. So he he has, in the early days when he was very excited about it, he did that a little bit. But of course, we've been doing this over 20 years now. So it's just, it works like clockwork. But I mean, it's the same, you know, when people go on um, paranormal investigations, if they're a bit open, then literally any spirit can do that to them and, and, and sort of just suddenly start speaking through them or whatever. It's something that's not difficult for them to do if they're wound up enough, you know? Right. Well... That's just put me off doing any paranormal investigations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've just got to make sure that you've kind of, you're locked into yourself and you've, you know, I don't, I'm not a big believer in protection, but um, there's a way of sort of breathing in and pulling all your energy together so that you're too solid for them to step into. Oh. But, uh, that works well. Mm. So your invisible friend, would you say, mm. what is he? Is he like your spirit guide? I don't like the word spirit guide. It sounds really, I don't know, a bit pretentious, um, but that's probably just me. So I call him my invisible friend, which is kind of what he is. But I suppose he's like, he's he's the spirit that I work with. I mean, he he works with me when I do readings as well, kind of mediate. So if I'm reading for a client and they're their family in the spirit world, if they're not very well practiced or if they've not been gone for very long and they're finding it hard to reach me, then he mediates between this and sort of tells me what they're saying and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, we work quite comprehensively, really. That's really cool. And do we, do we all have one? Do we all have some invisible friend with us? Everyone, everyone. And sometimes literally children's invisible friends really are invisible friends. But we all have them. I mean, it can range from, you know, uh, one of the best protectors you can ever have is a granny. You know, if your granny is deceased, you are so protected because she's going to be like a, a swarm of wasps if any other spirit tries to get near you. Well, it's but, a bit like um, that mama bear protection thing, isn't it? Exactly. It totally is mama bear protection with granny and probably mum as well. Um, sometimes they're spirit people that you've known in other lives, if you're into reincarnation, you know, it can be people you've known before. Um, it can be ancestors. I mean, any kind of variant, really. They've just got to, um, they've just got to have the ability. Now, my invisible friend said to me when he started out, he, he wasn't, we weren't working together. I was kind of helping him say goodbye to the earth really and uh, settle a few things in his head and then after that he said you know they've said to me you know if you're okay with it we can build on this and work together and of course I said yes because he's tremendous fun so uh, yeah so that's how we started really mm. I guess <laughs> oh, everyone's cool. got to start somewhere haven't they absolutely so if somebody wanted to maybe connect more to their invisible friend or ancestor or whoever how what would you what would you say we needed to do was it like meditation or well I'm a really impatient person when I was doing martial arts I used to meditate a lot and then I 
I haven't got any patience, really. And th there's no point in trying to meditate. As soon as you put the word try with meditation, don't bother sort of thing. Um, it's just about creating a space in your head, really. First of all, you have to tell them that you want to do this because they're not they're not allowed to come and interfere with you you know, unless you've said, yes, I want to do this. And then it's about creating a, a quiet space in your head where you could just be open enough for them to start um, reaching you. I've actually got um, on my phone a recording of an exercise that I did for a friend, but I use it in my groups and that's very effective. But um, there's lots of ways of doing it, really. So uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Um, I was going to say automatic writing. And this is I know I say this at places and people go shocked and horrified. But if you have a great big glass of wine, you are far more likely to be able to open up and let your invisible friends work through you when you're learning. And a lot of people won't thank me for that. But it's actually true. <laughs> you know, just because you're more receptive to anything, isn't it? You're a bit looser and you're. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so one way that's good is sort of tell them that you would like to work with them and then sit down, have your glass of wine and sit down with a pen and paper and just doodle. And then whatever comes into your head, just kind of flow with it. That's a really good way of developing a link, actually. You know, drawing, wow. writing, anything at all. It's a very, very useful way. Yeah. So that's that's why you just kind of sit and let your hand move the pen and that's what it is. And eventually it makes a word or two or... Mm. Or you might find, because one of the really tricky things, you know, when I'm teaching people, one of the really tricky things is that spirit people communicate. Sometimes you can hear them really clearly. You know, that's pretty much that's my best gift is hearing. But most of the time they work on a telepathic link. So it's really easy to confuse what they're saying to you with you having an idea. It really is tricky. Um, but so sort of doing the writing thing, when things come into your head, you just write them down and kind of let it flow. But another thing that's really useful is um, to say to your invisible friends that you need a sign that val sort of validates when it's them and when it's you. And this is called a confirmation signal or an energy signature. And um, so when your particular spook is with you, if you have a good idea or if someone says something to you that's correct, you'll immediately get this weird feeling. It can be goosebumps. It can be feelings within your chakra system, uh, feelings in your heart center, really quite, really quite full on feelings. And that's their way. That's their vibrational frequency saying to you, yes, you know, do this. So, you know, Richard, Richard is my spook, always says to me that it's 50 50. So you say, yes, I want to do this and I'm open. And then it's their job to reach you in a way that's effective so it's kind of two-way traffic really wow a partnership mm. so so interesting it's like my my, my little mind's just gone <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's such a huge subject absolutely massive subject. Yeah. yeah earlier it was Crazy. strange because you mentioned um little kids having like real invisible yes. friends right my daughter thank goodness she doesn't have them anymore but when she hit about three or four mm. i think it was more three it was really when she started like proper talking she had three invisible friends and yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was all well and good you know i didn't mind to, well i mean i've seen lots of horror films and i was like mm, this is a bit creepy because i know that's how it starts right but we were just at the dinner table one day and she she says oh you know they're all here and you know they're all dead right like nonchalant yes, yes. as anything. 
And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so creepy. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. And she's like, yeah, they are, mummy. They are. No, they probably were. <laughs> but no, it's true. But generally, invisible friends generally are not in any way harmful. They're usually just sort of spirit kids or, you know, my, my granddaughter, she's she's quite tuned in. And I knew she had someone with her. We were having this chat one day and I said, uh, we were watching some kids program. And funnily enough, it came on about invisible friends. So it was good opener. So I said to her, oh, you've got an invisible friend, Maury, haven't you? And she said, yes, Granny Kay. So I said, what is he like? And she said, oh, she said, um, he's got a sad face. And she said, he's got no hair and he's got a big red wiggly line down his head and I thought even in my job I thought oh my god someone hit him with an axe you yeah know? that's what it sounds like. Yeah, like oh bloody hell and then when I was talking to a friend of mine she said you stupid woman it was like a, devot- a devotional um, tattoo which some Buddhist monks have and that, oh. would, you know, that would be why I had a shaved head and a sad face so my granddaughter has uh, and she calls him Mr Dodge because he's there sometimes and others he's not sort of thing oh <laughs> That's a cute, but, yeah, affectionate um, name. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, Mr. Dodge. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. But then, you know, like cats, you've got cats, I know, and cats are really psychic, and so are dogs. So I think it's like animals and cats and dogs, they've got such a sort of innocent, pure mind that there's no blocks. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I remember um, my eldest as a baby would just... Uh, I mean, this is probably sounding very stereotypical, but she would just look up all the time. And I didn't have that with my second. But my eldest would just be constantly looking at something up all the time. And uh, yes, so she had these three invisible friends. And then one day she said, you know, we've got an angry lady that lives in the attic. And uh, she's got... And I was like, nope, no, we don't. And she was like, yeah, yeah, we do. She's always there and she's got purple lips. And Angie, I tell you, I shuddered. No, that's not good. I I didn't feel good about that one. Wow. No, I wouldn't have done really. But I would have had to kind of go and see what that was about, really. Uh, Well, the thing is, I can see my attic because it's like an open, uh, like my bed looks directly at my open attic. Oh, my God. God, how so, wonderful. So that was just, I was just like, oh, cheers. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, thanks for that. Staying with me forever, that one. But uh, oh. she grew she grew out of it. She grew out of it. Yeah. But I think I was quite psychic as a kid. I remember hearing lots of voices and, well, uh, mm. some of my friends from my childhood have said I used to say some creepy, messed up stuff. So I'm pretty mm. sure it's a, a family thing that we kind of... Yeah. We um, grow out of because we're wusses, let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I think what, what it is, um, there's kind of two sides to your brain, isn't there? There's two hemispheres and um, the right-hand side is the side that dreams. It's the artistic, creative side and it's the side that connects. And the left-hand side is your kind of logical, analytical side. And the more that develops and the more that it questions, the more it blocks the other side. So I think as you sort of grow up and you get influenced by this or that, then automatically blocks just go in. Mm. But that's why. But like when you go to bed or when you're really tired and you're dozing off, you can still connect, even if you're a really logical person. As your mind is kind of relaxing, you still can um you know still get connections in that yeah because yeah because that side is is shut up for a bit right spooky stuff angie can you tell us apart from the lovely long-haired lady uh, that we spoke about in episode six 
Um, can you tell us what's been the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh. Do you know what? I, I literally, I could yap here for ages because I've had, I work a lot with um, lost souls and this and that. So I've had a lot. Um, I knew you were going to answer this and I asked this and I kind of thought oh, I better have a think. So this one's pretty good. So, you know, my son, Joe, you know him quite well, don't you? As yeah. well as being a musician, he's also a bit of an exorcist. And he tends, although. He's, he's a bit of an exorcist. But- yeah. Did you know this? I did not know this at all. No. <laughs> now, now you now you know. He'll he'll go into places where there's really full on negative energies and he'll just sit there and kind of face off with them until they go. He's quite quite a beast. But he's a uh, clairsentient, so he can feel, but generally he can't hear and I can. So he had this um house he was investigating. This girl was single mum, absolutely scared to death. And um she had something in her house and it had the classic things like it would turn on the clockwork toys and make them run around the floor. Oh no. Mm, no. Oh, no, that 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 one. Anyway, so Joe was telling me all about it and I said, Well look, you know, because I can hear, do you want me to come up a couple of nights before you go for it and sort of see what I can pick up on? And he said, Yeah, that would be good. So I thought, right, so I made arrangements to go the next day and um sort of nighttime went to bed as you do, and I'm an insomniac, so I can't bloody sleep. And um all of a sudden the energy changed in the room and I thought, oh, this feels this feels a bit weird. And um it's like a, a weird static electricity and it gets very very dense um and it can make you feel a bit as if you can't breathe very well stuff like that Mm. and then out through the ceiling of my bedroom ceiling came this face and it was a white face um it's a male face a white face and it was absolutely beautiful and it had all this long curly white hair which was then changing into mist you know so the face was embedded in this mist and I thought wow you know look at you and then he just started and I could feel his energy and I knew immediately that it was this thing that was haunting this house and he said to me because I had big problems with my dad you know and they always if you've ever seen the exorcist film you'll know that if they can get into your head they pick on the things that they think are your weaknesses so that you you know you you're not strong enough to fight them yeah 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 he started talking to me and he was saying such a shame about your dad isn't it oh that's horrible yeah in this kind of sarcastic voice oh no shame about your dad isn't it it's a shame that he's not here to help you but you know he never would have helped you anyway he never (gasps) really liked you and he said and there's nothing you can do now in fact there's nothing anyone can do and when you're like me when you can see you get this weirdness where you can see two realities at once so you can see the room you're in in this earth now but you can also see i suppose it's sort of quantum physics you can also see other dimensions so i was in this oh, wow. house and my bedroom yeah my bedroom door was shut but coming up the garden i could see all of these medieval they look like medieval farm hands you know all the guys in the leather apron with the big boots and they had sickles and they had scythes and all cutting implements and they Gosh, amazing up my garden yeah, walking up my garden, all in kind of, when you see spirits for real, they tend to be in black and white rather than colour. When you see oh, them wow. clairvoyantly, they're in colour, but when you see them for real, they're in black and white. So this bunch of guys are walking up my garden 
even though the door was shut, I could see them walking up the garden, walking through my house and like coming up to my bedroom door. And this guy with his face through the ceiling is going, you know, there's not, no one can protect you now from these. You know, your dad. And but I, I had no issues with my dad. I disliked the guy, no problem with him at all. And so I just, with my mind, I just blasted back to this spirit. You have so got the wrong edge there. You know, you're really trying the wrong weapon on me. I don't care about my dad. I'm not interested in him and he's no threat to me. And actually I can fight my own battles. And, and you've got to really focus your mind. If something like that comes to you, you fight it with your mind. It's the only way to do it. So in my mind, I kind of pushed them back and pushed them back and pushed them back. And then they just went, boom, and they were gone. But wow. it was a little bit, it was a bit scary at the time. Oh, my God. So when you say, when you say they were gone. But they, they kind of dissipate. Um, but were they gone for everyone? Uh, no, the spirit. Um, obviously, what, what it is, if you get a, a spirit... I'm not really into demons, but if you get a spirit that's really strong, it can magnetise weaker spirits to it and use them almost like a bit of an army. You know, like if you get a bully, he gets a lot of friends hanging around. It's that sort of... Oh, they've always got a gang, haven't they? I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, Cowards. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same as that. So he, he'd kind of magnetised these male spirits to him and was using him as his mob. But when he found out that what he'd said to me hadn't really touched me, the thing is, and I'll say this to all of you and your viewers, if you get attacked or followed or bothered by any negative spirit, I mean, people will tell you to wave incense, they'll tell you to say the Lord's Prayer. You can do all that if you want to. Thing is with that, you know, like if you say the Lord's Prayer, you've actually got to believe it. Or if you say a mantra, you've really got to believe it because what you're fighting them with is your mind because their their energy and they work on a mental level, which is how come they can do telepathy. So the best way to um, deal with spirits that come to you in the night, the first thing you do, because it's scary and sometimes you can't sit up, sometimes you feel really dizzy, um, sometimes you get this strobe effect across the ceiling. And what you have to do, the first thing you do is settle yourself and you make yourself neutral so you're not scared, even though you are, and you're not angry because... Fear and anger feeds them and makes them stronger. So you have to be completely neutral. And then in your mind, you just say to them, look, I don't know why you're doing this. You know, I'm not interested in you. I'm not impressed. You know, you're wasting your time and energy and I'm just not doing this with you. And then if you can sit up, literally sit up, get a book out and start reading it. Because if you don't give them any energy, then they dissipate. You know, they might take a while and they might rattle you around a bit, but... That's that makes complete sense, though, doesn't it? It's kind of like ignoring them. It's like with a bully, yeah. just ignore them. Yes, that's it exactly. And like, if you go to a you know a meeting where a, a medium is working, um, if the audience are really into them, are really appreciative, and you know happy, then that makes the spirits reaching the medium stronger, and the demonstration will be better. So with negative spirits and angry spirits, they don't want you to be neutral. They don't want you to be happy. They want you to be very scared or very angry, and then that you know that boosts them. So you've got to you know be mindful that if you get any of that, you. First thing you do is be neutral because then they've got nothing to take from you. <sighs> Easier said than done, Angie. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. And it's like it's something I've learned over the years, but it, it does work, you know, and I've, I've had a lot of experience with it and I know that it works. So it's worth everyone knowing because as soon as you give in to fear or anger, you've made them stronger and then you're in trouble. Yeah, don't give away your power. Exactly. That is exactly. Keep your power to yourself and use it as a shield. Yeah. 
definitely. I actually feel like that's just a really great life lesson as well. Just generally, just generally don't take mm. away, don't let anybody take your power away. That's it. Yeah. And also you can, you know, even with, I did an experiment once. I had this student and we was at a show and uh, he had a, a stall selling stuff. And the lady on the stall next to him was really loud and very aggressive and really just in his face. And I said to him, you know, just take a deep breath and like expand your energy field out and push her away with her energy field. And it was really interesting because all of a sudden she stopped being gobby and then she sort of shifted around and put her hands in her pockets and then she sat down and shut up and he hadn't done anything other than send his energy out there, you know. Wow. We've, we've all, yeah, and it, it works. It works with people and, uh, yeah, it works with spirits. So it's worth knowing, really. Well, thanks for that. If ever I come across a face coming out my ceiling. Oh. God. Oh, God. But it's, yeah. it, it is cool. It is very cool when it happens, you know. It's very it's cool when it happens to somebody you... else. <laughs> so to yeah. kind of counteract that, the scary side, there must have been some yeah. really lovely times, some really nice things that you've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh God! Again, it's it's a uh, you know a huge volume of God knows what. But um, this one in particular, because sometimes mediumship happens when it's totally you know you think oh my God this is an inappropriate place. And my friend she has a village store, and her husband had recently had a motorcycle accident. She needed someone to help her for a few weeks, so I went into this village store, and I was just behind the counter. And like for all intents and purposes, I'm just the lady behind the counter. That's all I am. And uh, <laughs> this couple pulled up, put fuel in their car, and I saw the girl walk across the forecourt. And then as she came in through the shop door, she had the ghost of a little silver Staffordshire Bull Terrier next to her. Oh. And it was walking. Yeah, you know how they walk? They walk like wrestlers. Yes, they, they do. That kind of yes. Hard, yeah, that sort of hard man walk. So anyway, she came up to the till to pay for the fuel with this dog next to her. I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And he was looking at me. I thought, oh, God. So I just in conversation said oh you know I don't know how I brought it up something like oh have I seen you walking a dog recently and she said oh no no not recently and I thought oh I'm gonna have to say so I said look you know this is not my proper job um you know I said like I work as a medium and I said I've just got to tell you that when you came in you had a little silver staffy with you walking like a bruiser and she welled up and she went, oh, my God, that's Roscoe. Oh, Roscoe. And she said, we had to have him put down last month because he had nose cancer. Oh, and I know. Oh, oh bless and, her and heart. Was, oh, and she, she was in tears. And she ran out to her husband who was doing the fuel in the car. And he came in and they said, oh, God, we're so into this. And thank you so much. You know, we've missed little Roscoe so much. And that that one was lovely. Because, you know, he just wanted to, to know that it was all right and he was still with her, you know. And I've had so many animals come through in readings, you know, so many times. Mm. Oh, that's so yeah. lovely to know that they're, oh, they're somewhere. Yeah. They're not gone forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of hang around. I find like when I'm doing readings, sometimes I read for a client who's had an awful lot of animals. The family has had an awful lot of animals. And it's usually turns out that, you know, Someone will come through in the reading from the spirit world, you know, auntie, uncle, mum, dad, whatever. And they'll say, oh, I feel like I'm a bloody zookeeper over here. You know, it seems like a family member will take on all the deceased pets. That'll be my dad. Oh, that's, that's lovely. That, that's my yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go then. Dad, that's that because they have jobs in the spirit world. So his job will be looking after all the pets then. And, you know, I, I don't think that any, anything would make him happier as long as there's wine. Well, there you go. Wine and pets. Wine and pets. He's good. 
<laughs> he's probably saying, Emma, can we calm down on the pets? Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's so lovely. Isn't it? I just, it's funny because like, you know, I've worked all these years and I've done so many readings and, and had so many experiences, but there's always like the girl with the red hair and the little staffy, things like that. They never leave you. you know, no, I can imagine. Special. Yeah. Yeah, Very special. Mm. Yeah. So in some of our previous episodes, we've kind of speculated. Yeah. We've done we've covered loads of different stories of the paranormal and the weird and wonderful. And mm. we get all these different theories. So we've kind of we've started to wonder, are ghosts actually like the energy, you know, the spirits of dead people or are we catching a glimpse at a time slip have you ever because what you just mentioned kind of reminded me of a time slip where we get like a view of a different time or maybe possibly even like an alternate universe and you said again about the demons you said uh, you you know you don't you're not too sure or you don't talk about them or whatnot but some spirits are very very dark definitely yeah well we actually came across a theory where it said that when somebody dies, like all the good, you know, all the everything that's yeah. at peace and all the niceness kind of goes off to wherever they go. Mm. But if there's like a bit of it, well, I mean, we've all got a dark side, right? But mm. if if there is something in particular that's made this spirit angry or, you know, that, that they're not at peace, that that's kind of what stays behind. And that's why we're getting all these like what we call demonic hauntings, but they're not actually demons. They're just... The, the the kind of bad part of the soul that's kind of stayed behind. I mean, I don't know. These are just theories that we've come across as we've been podcasting. So what do you think about that? What do you think about like the residual energy, the time slips, the or is it a bit of everything? Do you know what? It, that is, a, all of it is a massive subject, but that is is one of the ones that is phenomenal and obviously it's all of that you know there's there's no limits um the only limits that we have is our own minds out there they don't have any limits um the residual right so let me try and do this in chunks yeah sorry i gave you a lot there (laughs) no no there's there are time slips there's definitely time slips there's definitely other realities there's also residual energy that acts a bit like um a video recording the the old videos that we used to have Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The big chunky ones. You're probably too young to remember them. Um, no, I'm not that young. Anyway. I remember. But I think I owned one, <laughs> young, in fact. Young, young, young-ish. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's the time slips. And my spook says that the spirit world and other realities, they're all like layered, multi-layered, and they're all in the same space at the same time. So occasionally, you know, if the situation's right, atmospheric, whatever happens to be right, one reality can see into the other that's happening, you know, at the same time. So that's a possibility. Now with um, ghosts, there's ghosts and spirits and they're actually different. Okay. are, yeah, they are, ghosts are either... um, like a recording. So if something really traumatic happens in a, you know, in a building, really traumatic, it makes an uh, imprint on the, usually on the actual structure of the building. And then ever so often it on relevant dates, it just replays. And there's not anything there. There's not anyone there. It's just like the shock and trauma has been captured in that moment, like it would be on a film. Yeah. Okay. So that's the residual energy. And that's the residual end. And that's the ghost that's not going to interact. It's not going to start yeah, throwing stuff no. and being creepy. No. 
Uh, I think I think you'll find that residual energy, um, if the if the trauma is significant, I think you can get stuff moving and noises and that sort of thing. I think that's doable within that. Okay. Ghosts tend to be ghosts are the souls or spirits of people. Um, they have been through something which either they didn't know they died, or for example, there's one in. In Glastonbury, um, there's a pub called the Georgian Pilgrim, which is a Gothic pub. And in one of the rooms, there's a lady. You can see her quite clearly. Uh, she comes into the room um, in the early hours as a white. You can see her like a white ghost. She floats across the floor because she's walking at a level where the floor would have been when she was alive. And she mm -hmm. goes over to the window, stands by the window and watches and if you try and speak to her, she just evaporates. And her history is that back in the day, she had a thing with a local dignitary. Um, she got pregnant and he told her he would meet her at this hotel and take her away with him, but he never came. So she's literally waiting for him. And with ghosts, they get so caught up in that moment that they can't move outside of it. And it's really hard to reach them and really hard to kind of wake them up because they're so in that moment that they just keep doing it over and over again. So it's really sad. That is really sad. It is. So would she have died at that point as well? I think she maybe died in childbirth or maybe she took a okay. life, something like that. And she, because she shows herself at the age that she died, which would be early 20s, I would think. Right. And, um, you, you, right. Ca you can't talk to her because she doesn't want to know. She doesn't want to hear your reality. She's waiting for him and that's it, you know. She's been Aww. there a couple of hundred years. Yeah. That's really sad. Isn't it? Yeah. So when when they kind of change from um, sentient spirits, and they've been there so long, they become ghosts, then they're pretty damn hard to help. But spirits are just like people that have stepped outside their body. You know, they can hear, they can talk, they can feel, you know. They're just oh, there. wow. So when we talk about your spirit leaving your body... Yeah, it's literally you. It's like, you know, if you see reptiles or spiders shedding their skin, that's what you're doing. Because wow. we are not we are not this person, this body. We are the spirit inside. This is just your wrapper, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the the whole like that subject is absolutely humongous. Yes. And yes. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah, did. I did chuck quite a lot at you there. No, Sorry about that. <laughs> but I find it really interesting. You know, I mean, you have times when um, sometimes people have seen like um, medieval coaches going along a road, you know, a modern road. And um, you think, well, is that a residual energy? Is that a ghost? Is that a time slip? Exactly. Really ambiguous. Yeah. Exactly. I think we saw we were. Um, I can't. I can't remember which episode it was, but it was a family that was living in this haunted house, um, and it had all sorts going on. Of, I mean, I think there was some kind of portal or something in their house. And anyway, the the, the mother just one day was in her kitchen, and then all of a sudden. Mm. There's another family that she's never seen before sat round a table that she's never seen before. Yeah. And she's thinking, yeah. what on earth is going on here? And then they turn and they look at her like, who yeah. on earth is she? You yeah, know, you. that's it. Because just for the moment, they was aware of each other in the same space. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, what what was that? Yeah. Was that a time slip or did she slip mm. in? Who knows? Is, you, you can't really know. Have you ever seen the film The Others? Yes, well, it was exactly like that. Oh, my that. God, that like, film. Yeah. That was like the first really scary film I ever saw. <laughs> and I think it was like my gateway. Love it. Yes. 
Yeah. And, you know, they do, you know, spirit people will use whatever they can to get a message across and to wake you up. And they will like, nudge you to watch films and they will definitely get you to read books. And sometimes they even use music tracks and things, you know, anything they can use to kind of give you nudges and give you little hints is what they do. Wow, really? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that is really, really common. Mm. And then, right, I'm going to interrupt you now. And then there's the um, kids that have lived before thing. You must have seen that. Oh, yes. Memories yeah. Yeah. Oh, of whole new lives, lives that they've had as another person. And they've gone and researched it, found the house, found the family. That's amazing, too. Yeah, I think we've done a couple of episodes on um, mm. uh, kids remembering their previous life. And uh, yeah, the mind boggles because there's no explanation for that. Except that the spirit goes from one body to another. Yes, except That's reincarnation. Exactly. That's literally the only yeah. logical explanation, yeah. which actually was one of my questions. Do you, is reincarnation real? So like, I grew up with like all the pagans and witches and whatever and a Catholic dad. And um, so I never really believed in reincarnation. But um, my invisible friend, Richard, he said, no, it's a thing and kind of gave me a lot of insights into it. That was very, very interesting. So I do now believe in reincarnation. I think we've I don't think some people say, oh, you know, we've had thousands of lives. Um, I think maybe we have maybe five, ten, fifteen. I don't know. Um, I was going to say a thousand. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, yeah, sounds a bit quick, doesn't it? But he he said to me that um, you are required. It's a good idea to do a certain amount of lives so you get a varied perspective. And he says after you've got like a, a reasonable perspective, it's up to you whether you come back or not. And he said a lot of people don't really want to, but a loved one of theirs will say, right, you know, I'm going to come back with this guy that, you know, as this guy that gets paralysed in a car crash because I want doctors to learn from my experience. And he says, he's wow. bloody hell, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be so tough on you and I love you, so I'm going to come back with you and I'm going to be your partner, your mum, your dad, your brother, whatever. Ever. So spirits will often come back to support each other through difficult incarnations, that sort of thing. That's that's really um, interesting because that was actually my na my next question was if reincarnation is real. I do have a theory that all souls in like a close circle, so say your close yeah. family, maybe certain close friends are connected and that we yeah, have yeah. been here before together mm. maybe completely yep. different relationships different roles it's like being an actor but different roles different yeah let's say different relationships yeah yeah and that we and we just keep coming back together all mm. the time yeah so we can so we can experience and learn and do this and do that you know um i think like when when you pass over you can do anything you want really really easily so it's not so much of a challenge. Mm -hmm. But if you want to kind of achieve things and, and, and also there's, a, you know, science or medicine or all these people that have to come and, and help things move forwards, you know. So, someone might have incarnated as a doctor loads of times and brought, every time he comes back, he brings that knowledge with him on a subconscious level sort of thing. So when we talk about like, sorry, when we talk about like soulmates, that like literally soulmates... Well, again, that's an absolutely phenomenally huge um, one. And soulmates, um, they call it soul groups or soul families. And, um, you know, like you were saying, it's almost like being a, a flock of birds that you'll all come back in different roles with each other. But personally, I do believe in actual soulmates. Because, like, you can meet a friend and yeah. you instantly you connect, connect with them, don't you? That's it. Like you've known them forever. That's it. Yep, exactly. Because probably you have. Yeah. 
yeah oh some God, people amazing. there's just a thing it is really cool isn't it yeah, yeah. it is really mm. cool and it's a really nice thought actually yeah. We could keep going, I think, forever and ever. So we might have to have you back maybe one time, Angie, if you're willing to have us. Whatever. Yeah. I do think Becky's got a question for you, actually. It was a question I was going to ask you, but it is to do with Becky. So I'm, I'm going to let her take oh, over. Okay. Yeah, go on. All right. <laughs> ever since I was little, like, I've had like vivid dreaming. So I'll wake oh, up yeah. and I'll see things in the room mm-hmm. um, and they don't last for very long. And mm-hmm. Because I've seen them all my life, they make me jump, but then I'm instantly mm. like, oh, it's just that, and they'll go away in a minute. Yeah. And That's uh, a recently, thing. I've well, not recently, since about mm. 2012, I've seen a, a pattern with them. It's before, when they, when they were a kid, they used to walk by my bedroom door. Mm. Uh, they didn't used to come in the room and and um but yeah mm. in when I was a, a late teenager early 20s they start, started standing by the bed a lot more mm. um yeah. and often up until about what up until about 2013 14 it was always a man like a silhouette of mm. a man yeah um it was always the same thing that I'd see and then mm. um I met my um my boyfriend well the um the father of my two older children um mm-hmm. the first night we slept in the same bed i woke mm. up saw the figure again but mm. he woke up and saw it as well awesome yeah yeah and uh that's well, the first time that's happened nothing bad happened after that really uh you know we life went on and then um i got pregnant had my first daughter my mum got sick and then passed away and then after my mum passed away, it was the first time that I see the, what, the sleep demon, I call mm. it. Uh, but it, it's it looked like my mum. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. It, it had hair, like mm. it had like the silhouette of what my mum would be if she was a shadow mm. person. Yeah. And well, probably uh, it, your mum. Why did you think it was the other one if it looked like your mum? Well, this one, it was different. It looked, it looked like my mum and she kind yeah, of but- like... When I woke up, it made her jump as well because she leaned back all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then my, um, he was called Tristan, my, um, he woke up as well and saw mm. it again and saw mm. it. He thought it was my mum and he was so freaked mm. out because he never, mm. ever had them by himself. He's only had them twice and they were with me. He was so yeah. scared that he spoke to his mum about it and he mm. said that it was he was really worried and he said... Well, not worried. He was just freaked out and said it really did mm. look like mum. Mm. Mm. Um, well, it probably was mum. My mysticism here is why did you think it wasn't your mum if it looked like her? You know, just well, because just because continu- it's always been the same thing. Always, yeah. Been but this the same. time, yeah. But then it's it wasn't, was it? Because it looked like your mum. So it probably yeah. Literally well, I was had a feeling straight away. Oh, all that look yeah, of course, is that mum? Yeah. And so yeah, I yeah. would think so. But the um, you know, the other person is probably literally an invisible friend, a helper, someone that looks after you, keeps an eye on you, that sort of thing. If you you yeah. know, one of the things someone said to me when I first got my spook and it all went crazy was she said to me. She was a really experienced medium. She said, treat them the same as you would anyone else because there isn't any difference. So if he stands at the end of of your bed, you just say to him, do you know what? It's nice that you're looking after me, but can I have a bit of privacy, please? Because, you know, just talk to them, literally any of them. Talk to them like normal people because really there's not a lot of difference. 
know? yeah but the the thing about um you and your boyfriend seeing them when you're going to bed that's what i was saying about the brain hemispheres you start to relax you know when you're when you're waking from sleep or when you're meditating or when you're dozy or sometimes when you're very drunk or if you've had wacky-backy, um, your abilities are enhanced. So it's perfectly normal to wake up and see someone there. It's because your mind is relaxed, so it's easy for them to reach you. you know? yeah. But you're obviously you know, quite naturally mediumistic, which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, that's nice to know. <laughs> well, because originally we were putting it down to sleep paralysis, weren't we, Bex? We were like, it's sleep paralysis. You're seeing like sleep yeah, demon that everybody else oh, sees. What is with your sleep demon? <laughs> um, like, one, of, one of the things that really gets me, and like science is wonderful, right? They're not always perfect, but science is good. But they are so playing catch up with us a lot they you know they're so anal about being open to anything that they just dismiss things now there is a absolutely and I'm sounding a bit angry now because it does piss me off um there's a real significant difference between sleep paralysis and a psychic attack from a spirit they're similar in some ways but they're different in others and I've had both and you can tell the difference but science just writes the whole thing off you know I mean science doesn't believe in life after death so if you're hearing yeah. voices then you've got psychosis you know and um sleep paralysis it's it's when you wake up but your the motor function part of your brain hasn't kicked in so yeah. you know nothing works apart from your mind um when you get a spirit have a go at you seriously, they literally can hold you down so you can't move. It's a whole different thing. And you get um, strobe effects in the room. You get noises in your head. It, it's different you know, to someone that's had both. So when science writes everything off of the same thing, I just get really quite cross because yeah. I think it doesn't serve anyone, does it really? Well, when Becky said to me um, that her boyfriend had seen it as well, I was like, yeah, that, that's not sleep paralysis. <laughs> No, it was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it was almost 100% definitely your mum. And the fact that she jumped when you saw her is really sweet, I think, because she probably just was standing there thinking, oh, you know, there's my daughter. And then when you saw her, she made her jump as well. I think that's Yeah, lovely. that's really how I felt. She was like, oh, dear. Yeah, how oops. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oops. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, that they don't know how, how, how much we can connect to them. My my mate Richard says that in his early days when he was trying to um, visit home and um, loved ones were upset that he'd gone, he said it was like being um, in one of those police lineups where you're behind the glass mirror and you can stand there and see everyone, but they can't see, see you. And he said it was really frustrating because you were right there. They were crying as they were missing you and you were right there. And so I don't think like... It, it must be weird because they don't feel like ghosts. They just feel like themselves, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. With the, um, just one last thing, I want to know what yeah, you think on. about this. So my mum died and then a year later, um, Tristan mm. died, the father of my older two, two older children. Mm. Um, he hasn't ever come back to me in a, as a sleep, um, as an apparition mm. or anything. Yes, yeah, better. I, <laughs> yeah. I found... Yeah. After, because I had one before my mum died, we knew that she was getting ill and mm. she was getting worse and worse. And yeah. the unfortunate, the pattern of what's happening at the minute is they tend to turn up within mm. a few weeks of something bad. Well, either someone dying or some sort of life or something happening. Event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, because I um, 
a few weeks. Well, I have I've had them a few times. I've had a few people die uh, in the family, mm. and they all get sick and stuff. And there'd always mm. be one appear within the weeks yeah. before. It's not the same day. Um, mm. But yeah, when they're, I kind they're of they're kind of just giving them, you a heads up. I think they're yeah. letting you know that they're there supporting you for it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, that's a lovely way to think of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it is. They're they're not coming as portents of doom. They're coming to support you. you no, know, because well, they care. To think they... of it that way because I was thinking, oh yeah, dear. but that's what it is. That's that is what it is. You know, they're just coming to, to coming near to support you, and that's all it is. Oh, yeah, we should do a reading sometime. I reckon for you with your mum and yeah. your partner, ex partner. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be ace, Bex. Yeah, at, yeah. at some point. Okay. Mm, bless her yes yeah. indeed well thanks so much Angie for coming on I mean I don't even really That's know what to you. say it's like information overload <laughs> uh well there's lots lots more there yeah maybe we can do it again sometime yeah it's been it's been absolutely amazing yeah. talking to you and thanks so much for coming on with us that's all right my dears <laughs> and yeah definitely maybe have you back one day definitely. yeah okay well have fun plug yourself angie where can people find you oh people can find me. i don't do a website I'm, I'm just far too lazy literally the best place to get me is on facebook and i oh i've got if anyone's interested in sort of developing and learning more and sharing experiences i've got a group on facebook which is called the spooks playground and um you know anyone can join it and uh that's quite interesting lots of different people with experiences and suggestions and all that stuff yeah. fab what i'll do is i'll um i'll tag your facebook page and i'll put it in the episode description so people can find it easily okay, yeah all right then okay. brilliant i shall see you guys directly all right <laughs> okay then. okay bye angie bye angie thank you bye wow that was so good thanks so much for joining us angie we really hope we can have you back again soon how did you girls feel about that oh, mind blown like there was so much there. I It's going to take me a few days to wrap my mind around it all, I think. What about you, Bex? Yeah, I was um, I was just really happy with how easy it was to talk to her and how down to earth she was. She's lovely, isn't she? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, I was, you know, the mediums that you kind of see on telly are really like over the top and really into it and... Uh, it almost seems like um, almost put on, whereas uh, with Angie, it just really wasn't. She was really great. I really enjoyed speaking to her. Yeah, absolutely. And we can now stop calling your sleep demons sleep demons. They're not sleep demons. Yeah. They're protectors. Maybe Becky's a little bit psychic. Yeah. I hope not, because that's freaky. I don't mind it if it's other people, but I don't want it to happen to me. But I think you're... <laughs> But babes, it's not going to get like any scarier than what you've already got, which yeah, is people at the end of your bed. I mean, that's creepy. I mean, that's scary. Yeah, but how I cope with things is when it's other people, I'm like, well, I wasn't there. Yeah. Was it? Was that happening? As the the famous words, I wasn't there. Whereas if it's me, I know it's happening. So it makes it so much more real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... But you don't have to open the door any wider from what she was saying, do you? You know, you can leave it at that. That's fine. You don't have to be any more receptive to it than you already sort of are, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you should be getting a reading from her, Bex, definitely. I'll have to, yeah, I think I'll I'll look into it. I'll I'll speak to her about it and see what we can do, see what we can set up. Fab. And funnily enough, during the 
interview and this never happens like uh, listeners probably realize at this point I am a mad cat lady I have a lot of cats they're all rescues I can't say no to a you know a, a sad story so I've got 10 cats and when I'm podcasting generally I have one or two next to me but when we were doing that interview with Angie I don't know what kind of energy was coming out of that interview but I am literally surrounded my cats have formed a circle around me they're all fast asleep they're all chilling they're not like doing anything creepy but I'm literally I'm encircled by cats sleeping cats so it's like they were drawn to the interview very strange well she said they're psychic didn't she so I think they picked up on something it's literally like uh, my little podcast chair is a magnet to cats. Yeah, I haven't got any on me or around me. That I mean, like on the table or anything, but they're all around me on the floor, just fast asleep. It's so strange, so strange. Oh, a circle of cats. The circle, circle of cats. cats. <laughs> Beautiful as ever, girls. Well done. <laughs> I heard of all of our brains go. Oh, I know what to say. I can't join in with that. (laughs) You mean you don't like the blind? Basically, no, I just basically am Beyonce and I'm fine when it's all on me. (laughs) When we all sing together, it sounds atrocious. It's because of the lag. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's a thing now, Tash. You've just got to go with it. I'd rather sing on mine, thank you. So, if you could... oh, is that is that it? You're done. You're just not singing with us ever again. Yeah, I'm Beyonce. Yeah, don't be daft. You'll be singing <laughs> next week. She'll she's... be singing next. Yeah, look, week. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not going to sing on the podcast. I just want to do it alone. <laughs> so, so what if you start and we join in? What's going to happen? I'll be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> She'll like wave her hand and try and slap us away from far. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. so woof. I'm I'm completely blown away and yeah, searching for my words. Uh shall we plug our social media? Yes, let's. So you can find us on Instagram uh and TikTok at SCSK underscore podcast. And that's our Twitter as well. Oh my bad. It is also our Twitter. It's okay, sweetie. <laughs> I'm still not sure how Twitter works, but hey. I'm it. I keep trying. I keep not understanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Facebook, we are under Spine Chillers and Serial Killers, so that's dead easy. And you can email us. Yeah, on chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. So I really hope you enjoyed it, and we shall s- speak to you next week. What was that? <laughs> 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 oh my god, I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad I mentioned it. <laughs> I felt like Harry Potter when he's trying to speak the serpent language. <laughs> right, no, it's creepy now. Let's stop doing that. Um, yeah, let's, let's. I don't know how to finish. Dash, help. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch up with you next week. Yeah. Uh, oh no I can't remember Um, stay safe (laughs) stay safe don't kill people and keep it weird Bye. Bye. bye bye